turn it up. Get ready. You're tuned in to VO Buzz Weekly. Weekly. The show where aspiring voice actors, established VO pros, and curious fans alike get to meet and learn from the mega successful talent in voiceover. Hear their personal stories. Find out how they became so successful. Learn their secrets and join them at the top. Stacey J. And I'm Chuck Duran. Welcome to another awesome episode of VO Buzz Weekly. And speaking of awesome, you look freaking awesome. How are you <laughs> doing? Every time we do a show, I gotta get a new outfit because this is like Oh, uh, thank you. You well, are out of control, listen, girl. I have to sit next to you, fancy pants. Well, I know that that's a pretty hard task, but you're oh, doing I a know. mighty well job there. Thank you. Um, man, we have an insane show for you guys. We have Town uh, Townsend Coleman on the show. Yes. Promos, animation, the whole shebang. He's mm -hmm. got a great story. You guys are gonna love him. Yes. Coolest guy we on hear the planet. Him all over the place. Yes. And we have some new things going on here yeah. with VO Buzz Weekly. You wanna yeah. tell them a little bit about well, you know, we've been gone a couple weeks, not vacationing. Nope. No. Uh, but we have been upgrading and making some changes. As you notice, we are live on YouTube. All you have to do is click subscribe. There is no more logging in. You can watch us on the website or on YouTube. All the promos, all the previews, all the episodes. Absolutely. In their entirety. So please, subscribe to the channel. Make some comments and share it. Absolutely. Share and, it, share it, share it. And we also have our VO Buzz Weekly app. So yes. some people have been asking, hey man, how can I watch you guys on the go? Now you have no excuse. You got the app, you got YouTube, you got our website. And at, like Stacey said, comment, man. Uh, let us know if you have any questions that we want you want us to ask for you, okay? Because that's 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 how this whole thing's gonna work now. It's yeah. gonna be great. And speaking of questions, we're gonna ask them to Townsend right now. Come with us. You guys have been hearing our guest for decades. He is known as the voice of the Tick, Michelangelo in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Corporal Kate Man in Inspector Gadget, and Jason Whitaker in the radio drama Adventures in Odyssey. You also know him as the voice of NBC Comedies, ABC Family, The Hub, ABC Comedies. I am exhausted. Seriously. <laughs> And so, so am I. I know. And we haven't even scratched the surface. <laughs> so, we are so beyond thrilled to get buzzed with the wonderful and amazing Annie-nominated actor, Townsend Coleman. Ta-da! Ta a little bow, a little bow. Oh, there you, you go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Threw his back out. <laughs> we'll be back right after these messages. No, we're kidding. There are no messages. How are you, buddy? I'm good. How are so you? So good to have here. you, man. We have Thanks. been wanting to have you. It's finally worked out, so thank you so much. My You're a very pleasure. busy man. Thanks yeah, yeah. Me over to play. Very cool. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but... <laughs> Townsend's not even wearing shoes. I know, I'm jealous. <laughs> See, <laughs> because that's why he has so much money. He doesn't buy regular things that everybody has. Right, you know what I mean? Like, that or I can't he's like, shoes. he's like, he's like, need no shoes. shoes. Why do I need shoes? Right? Why do I rather have a million dollars or shoes? I'll take the million dollars. Dude, it's so good to see you, man. Getting ready to Great take to mine off, too. We, uh, we've been telling him a little bit earlier in our little intro that we did how cool you are because, man, when Stacey and I first met you, that was what we, one of the things that we took out of actually meeting you um, and getting to spend some time with you. Yeah. Is like, we said, wow, what a cool 
freaking dude. Big I mean, heart. Oh, look yeah. at you. A Just a really, really heart. sweet, yeah. genuinely so. good-hearted, awesome, very talented individual, I must say. Yeah. Um, you can give me 20 bucks later. Uh, well, I was going to say I brought you. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we don't uh, want to pay the service. Exactly. But you know what? I want to get right into this thing because you have a very, very interesting background, even how mm -hmm. you got into the business. But yeah. um, you started out uh, 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 in college majoring as an architect, right? Uh, yeah, actually, I well, went uh, to University of Colorado in Boulder to build houses and to build yeah, houses. Hold on, design buildings and yeah. Such. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but then hold on, you get nominated for an Annie for voiceover. How does that happen? How do you go from building homes or going to college <laughs> to building homes to being in this freaking crazy business? Uh, okay. Well, there, there's there's quite there's, a bit that happens. There's a little in, bit in, in between, in, in, in and between, that's right? what tell we want to know about. Tell us every single thing that happened. Every detail Townsend. from that moment to that moment. Yeah. Every moment. Yeah. No. I. You know. I. I grew up. Um, with a, a, a mom and dad who were who had actually met working at NBC at 30 Rock in New York in the early 50s, and so I was born in New York. My dad worked in the um, in the uh, guest relations department. He ran the the whole page department, um, but his goal was he wanted to be on the air as a, a, a mm -hmm. network announcer. Never happened for him, and he ended up moving us to Denver when I was a year old in the mid 50s, and um, so I grew up. Uh, you know, it's sort of with a, with a dad who was frustrated. He got on the radio in Denver, and uh, and, and so I grew up, you know, in this environment of with somebody who was really into uh, radio and radio drama and voices and such. So, cut to when I was a teenager, got into theater, uh, real involved in that. But in high school, was also very much into. I, I went to a private boys uh, prep school, and was a terrible student. But I was always into the arts, into theater, into music, um, drawing, painting, sculpting, all that stuff, drafting. And so I, I really wanted to go out to California. We were living in Cleveland, Ohio at the time, um, which is where I grew up. And I really wanted to go to CalArts out mm -hmm. here in L.A. And my mom wouldn't go for it. She said, if I'm going to pay for your college, you're going to go study something you can get a job in. Mm. And I uh, well, all right, so... I applied to University of Colorado, which is where my dad went, and uh, got into their architecture department and started off trying to be an architect. And within How long about, did it last? Oh, about two seconds. <laughs> two seconds? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. seriously, by the yeah. end of my first semester, I, I, was, I realized that this was just not for me. Mm -hmm. you know? But I got, I got involved in the theater department, and in my second semester of my freshman year, uh, was cast in the lead of the university production there, and I was sort of off and running at that point. Yeah. Just absolutely loved it. And so that, and at the same time, I was also dabbling in the radio and TV department. And uh, went down to Denver, got my third class FCC license so that I could maybe someday get into right radio. Right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sure enough, after I only spent two years in college, but when I quit school in 74, um, went home, got married. Uh, young, young, <laughs> yeah, and a year later, a child later, bride, uh, a child groom. Yeah, that's just like I robbed my own cradle. Um, <laughs> it's like, what are you thinking, you? But, uh, but, uh, and a year later, in '75, I, I um, just a chance thing. My my wife's brother-in-law was working at a radio station where he was at the time, uh, unfortunately getting let go from, mm. but said that they're changing formats and they're gonna be hiring inexperienced people cheap. You should go down and talk to this guy. 
I thought, yeah, that's cool. You're like, I'm inexperienced and, and I'm cheap. cheap. <laughs> yeah, and I'm cheap. <laughs> so, so I, I, that, that's how I broke into radio. I mm -hmm. went out and interviewed with this guy, and he said, you know, it was a beautiful music station. Uh, didn't require, you know, much of anything to be on the air. Although after six, I did get the job, but after six months was fired. Oh boy! <laughs> so apparently, I didn't even have enough to do that. But it got me in the door. But then you yeah, went on yeah. to disco. You're more disco than elevator music, and that, Thank you. <laughs> Come thank on you, now. You, it's just my look, isn't it? It's it is. Something in the way I walk. Yeah, you so, belong yeah. in disco. <laughs> so yeah, so in in '76, I found myself uh, at a disco station in Cleveland uh, for another year and a half, and that really kind of got me off and running in radio. Yeah. And voiceover. Yeah. Because that's when I made my first demo. And uh, my, my first voiceover demo. Yeah. And started freelancing in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. beautiful, man. And I remember you telling us, I mean, but what was that moment? Do you remember that moment when you said, I need to go, I need to move the family to a bigger pond, when you made the decision to come to L.A.? Ab absolutely. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, you know. I, well, because let me just add, there's a lot of people watching that have that. Oh, I'd really love to try it. I'd really love to try it. And even though, you know, it's a different year, it's still the same thing. It's a universal it, thing. So never, what was it, never, it in it you that said we got to do it? You're right. It never changes in us. And, you know, we, we all come to that point where we either do or we don't, you know, and make that choice and actually step out. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it was exactly 30 years ago wow. in the summer of uh, 84 that I had been on the radio for almost 10 years in Cleveland. Um, finally just got tired enough of it that I, you know, got up the cojones to walk in and give my two-week notice. And I was so relieved when I did that. And I was just planning and staying in the Cleveland area and uh, freelance voice, uh, doing freelance voiceover work. When, and I had just turned 30. So I had just turned 30. I just quit this radio career. I was just going to freelance in the area, and about two weeks later, got a, a notice from our landlord. We had been renting this house mm -hmm. that he was selling the house, and we had we had to make this physical move. And I thought, you know, I've done everything in this town that I feel like I have wanted to do mm -hmm. within the entertainment business. I was modeling, I was doing TV work, I was doing voiceover work, I was doing theater, and. Um, I thought, if I don't get out now, I probably never will. And so it was like this perfect storm, this confluence of events that, that, that happened at just the right time. Mm -hmm. And it was that house being sold that kind of kicked me out of the nest, you know, gave me yeah. the impetus. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go for it. And there were a couple of people back in Cleveland that encouraged me to come out here and take a look around. And so I came out here, um, I mean, literally exactly 30 years ago, uh, and and uh, right after the Olympics, looked around, found a little place uh, at the end of uh, toward the end of August, and uh, he remembers every minute mm -hmm. of it. I well, it, 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 well, let me tell it's you. It's all your good yeah, clean I, living, I, I, Townsend. You have good brain cells. Well, let me tell you. Only because um, it was exactly 30 years ago today wow. that we were driving, or we, we'd come out wow. here just to look for a place, and we stumbled across. Uh, a little house that was for sale in Glendale, and we talked them into uh, renting it to us. Mm. And so they did, and literally two weeks later, we were living here. I mean, it happened that fast. Wow. Made the decision, No went time home. for regret. What's that? <laughs> no time for regret. Right, no time to chicken it's like out. like on adrenaline. Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. Yeah. And so it was It was that, that, I, that I, you know, I just, you know, people would say, well, who do you know out there? I, I really didn't know anybody <laughs> but one person. And, 
you know, well, it's expensive. What, what are you going to do? And I said, you know what? I, it's, I, don't, I don't know. If I have to get a job waiting tables or selling cars or something, mm-hmm. I'll do that. But if I don't do this now, I know I'll kick myself for not doing it. Yeah. So. That's pretty cool, man. I love the fact that you remember every little event of it. And and for that to have happened exactly 30 years today, that's pretty neat, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's crazy. Freaky. To, 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 it's, it is freaky to look <laughs> at, you know, your life in chunks yeah. of time. Like, yeah. I sort of look at the first 30 years. Yeah. And then the the last 30, the past mm-hmm. 30 years, yeah. I should say. Hopefully not the last 30 No, no, years. not the last. <laughs> the past. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's yeah. great. So how long before you moved to L.A.? Uh, and you actually started working in voiceover, which is why you came out here, right? I actually didn't come out here for voiceover. I came out to act, you know, oh, to, to do, act, to, okay, to, yeah, to TV and movies and stuff. Look but at I that I could, face. He, I know. he belongs you, on camera. Yeah, that's a good He's one. Some, I can act. Curious George needed a needed a needed a body double. Yeah, yeah. No, I came out here to do you know movies and TV and stuff. Okay. And but because I'd done so much voiceover back in Ohio, I thought, well, I can you know make maybe make a little dough doing that on the side. To try and make ends meet while I'm trying to get this theatrical exactly. career on the ground. Yeah. So, and and so I got an I got an agent. I got a voice agent and a commercial agent. Like my first week in town, really really lucky. The one person that I mean literally the one person that I knew out here, uh, she hooked me up with her agent, which at the time was Special Artists, and her husband at the time hooked me up with his agent, which was SBV. So I went over mm-hmm. and I interviewed at both these places and ended up signing with uh, Jeff Danis and Doug Ely and. Marsha Hurwitz over at Special Artists, wow. like my first week in town. And uh, I'm still with Jeff. I was just saying, and you went to ICM, and you're I'm now at DPNU, DPN, yeah. 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 And so I got really, really lucky. You know, I, I had a really good demo tape at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I knew that it probably wouldn't be too hard getting somebody to get that noticed. Um, and so, and so yeah, so it was about six months later that I actually kind of started booking stuff. And in March of 85, within 10 days, I got my first on-camera national TV commercial, um, my first uh, little part in a movie nice. uh, with Tommy Lee Jones. Mm. And, and when I say little part, I mean like dinky, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, part. yeah. But, and, and then my first cartoon series, which was Inspector Gadget, which yeah. is something I never gave any thought to doing prior to that. But I just, they, you know, my agent got me this audition for it. And I thought, Corporal Cape Man. That sounds fun. And it was Corporal Cape Man. What a great character. Yeah. Wow. Such a good character. So, 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 I'll help you inspect the gadget. So you'd never done animation until that point? No, never thought about doing yeah. it. I mean, when I was on the radio, yeah. you know, over the years, I, I'd done some morning shows and had done some characters and stuff sure. like that. But, you know, I wasn't one of these kids who grew up, you know, thinking, I, that's what I want to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. go be a mm-hmm. cartoon voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there's a yeah. lot of people out there that yeah. are exactly like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's go forward a little bit. Okay, so you have. I, I mean, I love. Oh, I just love. I love your credits. I love your credits. <laughs> I love your credits, man. <laughs> you got good credits, dude. You got good credits, man. Yeah, but you've got the Tick. You have Teen Wolf. You have all these great credits. So in August of '93, you're you're working steadily in in animation. Let's talk about you become the promo voice for NBC must-see comedies, right? Must-see TV. You keep that voice, that, that gig for 16 years. Congratulations. Can you, can you go back to that time when you were, here you are, an anima, a working animation actor, and, and I love the story of how you got it, first of all, but you had to make a choice, yeah? 
uh, between doing animation and promo? Didn't it get to no, that point? No, it didn't. I mean, I, I was working a lot in commercials, mm -hmm. so I was doing on-camera commercials and a lot. Of, I had some really good uh, VO clients for uh, for uh, uh, commercial stuff, and was doing a lot of animation at the time. Uh, and just again, it was one of these fluke you know, things. I happened to be standing in Jeff's office the day he got a call from a guy over at NBC explaining what he was looking for and Jeff said, well, I happen to have a client who's standing in my office right here who sounds a lot like what you're describing. Can I put him on the phone with you? And I'm hearing Jeff's end of this and he hands me the phone. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, he says, you know, so I, you know, say hello and, and the guy says, yeah, can you do such and such in the style of such and such? And I said, well, yeah. And so I did it and he said, wow, that sounds great. Can you come over here and try it on a promo? I said, sure, when? He said, like, right now? I said, okay. So I drove over from ICM over to uh, Burbank, and uh, they had a drive-on for me. I went down to the, the you know, the, in the basement to the studio, and it was, like, just so bizarre to me because it was so out of the blue. And, again, promos were something that I didn't give any thought to doing right. because I never, you know, I don't have that kind of voice. This is mm -hmm. back in the days when, you know, Don LaFontaine and... and uh, Chuck Riley and and um, was Danny Dark Dan the Danny Dark NBC was the voice vo at the time. He was the voice yeah. of NBC for at that time like eleven or twelve years, and and see he was a huge hero of mine. I, mm. I, I mean he was like my idol, and I had met him once years earlier when I was doing a Keebler Elf on his spot, and he Keebler walked in. <laughs> yeah, he walked in, and he was the announcer at the end of these spots, and I thought God wouldn't it be cool to meet him, and sure enough he walks in, and I was like. Uh, You're like, hi, I'm an elf. Townsend. Yeah, I'm I'm the elf. That never mind. And uh, and so so I was a huge fan of his. And so when I walked into that studio in the basement at NBC, I was uh, I was kind of it was like weird because I was kind of nervous, but not because it was like radio with mm -hmm. pictures to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and so I, I sat down in Danny's chair at Danny's mic with Danny's headphones, and. They told me what they were looking for, and so I just did it. And, you know, we sort of massaged it a little bit, played with it a little bit. Mm -hmm. And they ended up putting the promo on the air that night. And it was the promo that was launching this new campaign they were starting right. called Must See TV. Must -see -TV. It was August wow. of 93. Yeah. And that was like in the heyday of Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, that was... Blossom. Blossom! <laughs> yeah. Now, you did, started wearing hats then. Did, you, did they tell you how much they were going to pay you before they you went for this little audition? <laughs> oh, Jack! No. No. Jack likes to get into people's too far. But when you found out, were you happy? What <laughs> like they brought in a satchel. He was just, happy. He was a happy boy. They're like, boy. bring a Dude, duffel bag and we'll fill it with cash. 16 Oh my gosh, years. dude. Yeah, I, got, I got really lucky. I mean, that's was... just, you actually went to the lot to record. So 16 years of going there. Into NBC down the basement. How yeah. many wow. times a day? Was it just, was it top well, of the in, day and end of the night Back in the early days before what? ISDN and I could start doing stuff from my house, yeah. um, I was going in a couple of times a day. And every night, because about three months later after they, I started there in August of 93, uh, they threw the Tonight Show promos oh, my right. way. Yes. And that again was one of these, oh, by the way, it was on Halloween weekend. They called me on a Friday night at home and said, oh, you know, would you do this? Because we'd like to use you for these promos. I'm like, sure, when? They start Monday. And so the Monday, uh, beginning of November sweeps of 93, I mm -hmm. went and did my first Tonight Show promo. And um, that was only supposed to last five weeks, mm -hmm. just for the sweeps. And at the end of sweeps, they just never told us to stop. And so I ended up doing that for 16 years. Yeah, I mean yeah. the whole time I was there. So yeah, so I would go oh, yeah. in a couple of times during the day, and then every night about six thirty mm -hmm. for the Tonight Show stuff. And so, 
Wow. It was one of those, don't, uh, don't even ask. I, I, you know, I don't know how that like landed in my lap, but they were the best people and I had the most fun doing those spots because, you know, it, I, again, it really was a lot like radio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, just having to, you, you know, you got this internal clock having to, you know, right. use your right. timing. But I think they liked the fact that I had this animation background too mm -hmm. and could bring mm -hmm. that sort of life to some of these promos because sure. they started writing them in a little bigger and broader and goofier. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. Could start doing characters awesome. on them. So. That's awesome. I just want to close your story here <laughs> by saying that the reason why you got these jobs, some people might be thinking like, oh wow, he just got lucky. No. And maybe luck had a big part in you getting these amazing gigs, but it was your talent that got you the job. You know what I mean? Luck got job. you the audition and the opportunity, time. but your talent actually physically got you the job. So let's not forget that. Gotta right. have the talent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was serendipitous for sure yes. for me to, mm -hmm. you know, sort of luck into these things. Right. But yeah, if you don't have the goods in, in some sense to be able to hang on to it, you're not gonna hang on to it for that long. Yeah, right. you know? exactly. Right. So. Well, speaking of goods. Goods? You are the original voice of Michelangelo. Yeah. Or Michelangelo for those. No, Michelangelo do that. For Come those on. artsy people. Um, and that's almost 30 years, almost 30 years ago. Was it 26, almost 30 years? Uh, yeah, about to 25, 20, 26 yeah. years ago yeah. now. Yeah. So it's, it was you, Rob Paulson, Cam Clark, Clark Barry, Barry Gordon. Gordon. Mm -hmm. You guys were the original Turtles. Right on. Okay, so 25 plus years, and it's still so loved and still going strong. And that's what's so crazy. Isn't is, it amazing? This is a franchise that you know not only wouldn't die, doesn't want to die, wants to go on forever, yeah. and probably will. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. insane. Absolutely. You know, I love this new show that Nick is doing now that Rob's on, mm -hmm. which I think is just the coolest thing. Yeah, he's making his way through all the turtles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like in another 25 yeah. years, he'll end up as you know Leonardo. Yeah, and, yeah. if he exactly. at a hundred, he'll start now, looping. He'll just go back. And do them again. Yeah. He's recycling the, the whole franchise yeah. all by himself, yeah. and well and well deserved. Yeah, yes. absolutely. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy that it's so you know alive right now. Well, and you are doing more cons. You're meeting your fans. You're meeting people from all different generations absolutely. who love the turtles. So, what do you have coming up? that people could maybe come and meet you and get something signed? Yeah, well, because it's the 30th anniversary of the Turtles co comic, mm -hmm. um, started in 84, uh, and it's also the 30th anniversary of the Transformers, which is something I was on Generation 1 and Transformers Animated. Right. So, so I, you know, I was just at a big Transformers con in England, and um, coming up at the end of September, uh, got two, one in Portland on the 20th and 21st at Rose City Comic Con. Nice. And then Alamo City Alamo City Comic Con, I guess, <laughs> but in San Antonio, yeah. the following yeah. weekend at the yeah. end of September. Awesome. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, and yeah. then more after that. It's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And and what 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 do you so, do at these Comic Cons? What draws you to them? Um, basically the fans. You know, um, it's really incredible to you know sort of be rein reinvigorated. If yeah. that's a word, mm -hmm. um, uh, reignited uh, with this sort of newfound love for the turtles because yeah. you've got these fans who were, you know, seven and eight years old 30 years ago or 25 yeah. years ago yeah. Yeah. who are now adults with their own kids yeah. and buying the box set in the turtle van, yep. yeah. you know, and, and watching yeah. the DVDs with their own kids, turning them on to the original series yeah. while they also dig the, the new series. Yeah. 
Did you, know. you originally audition for Michelangelo, or did you audition for a different Or did somebody character? just say, here, can you do this? Oh, you're standing <laughs> here. Would you like to do you're this? You're standing here. You're already here. Because <laughs> that's you the way it? it always happens for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I was, doing, I was doing Fraggle Rock at the time, and Stu mm -hmm. Rosen was directing that, and, and uh, was uh, going to be directing, casting and directing Turtles. And so he showed us this comic book, and we're all like, weird but okay and so he but Robbie and I were doing uh, Fraggle Rock at the time together and he brought us in to audition and um, yeah I, I think I auditioned for all four turtles mm -hmm. and when I got cast they hadn't decided between me and Cam Clark who was gonna be Leonardo and Michelangelo mm -hmm. and so they didn't decide till the very first recording uh, you know yeah what, what it was gonna yeah. be yeah. where did the man. voice come from was it a voice that you were familiar with, or you just saw the picture and you said this is who he is? Or? Well, I saw the picture, and they also had a description in there. And, and David Wise, the, the the gent who you know wrote so many of the Turtles episodes, but wrote that first five part miniseries, uh, he had a description in there for Sean Penn out of oh. Fast Time at Ridgemont. Oh, oh yes, of yeah, course, you know, Spicoli. And I thought, oh, all right, I kind of know that, you know, sort of burn out a little bit. But. Yeah. And so that's essentially where that came from. And you know, they mm. give a description of the character, a picture, and then you know, a couple right. of sample lines, right. and I just went for it, yeah. Yeah. Wow, right on, well As congratulations, we know you man. should do, do not yep. hold back. Do not hold go. back. No, yeah. no, you go gotta just, yeah. Throttle. You gotta yeah. go for <laughs> it. Um, yeah. Speaking of auditions, um, do we you? We have one for you. Yeah, exactly, we have one for you, no. <laughs> um, do, you, do you still audition a lot, or do you get mostly requested, or? Well, you know, much of most of my career right now has sort of distilled down to promo work. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't do. I, I mean, I audition for commercials, and every so often get one. It's nothing like it was back in the '80s and '90s. Of course, yeah. The, the whole business has changed so much. Yeah. You know. Well, I want to ask you about that too. But yeah. but in regards but to I, auditioning, even with promos, mm -hmm. do you find yourself auditioning for yeah. promos, or are sure. you? Yeah. I audition for everything. I'll, I'll audition for you know commercial. Pro I'll audition for anything. Yeah. You know, the only thing that I'm not really crazy easy about doing is video games yeah you know I mean I've done a few and uh, and while I enjoyed them it seems like um, the ones that I have been most drawn to or have gotten are the ones that involve a lot of screaming and swearing frankly and yeah. I'm just not you know super into that so I'm you, you, that. well what you can just do the uh, rated T for teens yeah, no right. swearing or, there. Or e Gosh darn it! E for everybody. Gosh, Gosh darn it! Hey, Gosh you guys, darn it. you just killed him with a, Pick with a grenade. Pick up your dad burned I, I, gun. Gee whiz! You weren't supposed to do it like that. No, for, mom. By gum, cut it out. <laughs> By gum. Yes. So, so the video games are, are something we'll do, that I kind of sort of see. We'll do yeah. a kids game. We'll there do the go. Candyland video game. Thank you. There you go. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Some of them are pretty like full on. When you get those sides, it's like yeah, absolutely, man. Well, I've yeah, I've Makes turned down watch. auditions before because of that, you yeah, know, and yeah. then you know was bummed when the show came out and went on to become a huge hit, but then mm -hmm. had to remember, you know, is that something I really would have wanted to do for all those years? Yep. And, exactly. And, yep. Yeah. You know? um, I know. I'm with so you on that. You just hit on this a, a second ago. How this business has obviously changed a lot through True the years, boy. man. So, in your opinion, what are some of the biggest changes that you've seen? Uh, you know, for the good or the worst? Well, um, technologically, it's changed. It, yeah. You know, I sort of look at the year 2000 as, as sort of being a demarcation line where it seemed like 
you know, beyond that point, it's like uh, styles uh, changed, uh, technology changed to the point mm -hmm. where the internet was becoming, you know, really huge yeah. and, uh, in a way, sort of not, not only pervasive but kind of invasive, and and um, and technologically, how we started to audition, you know, things like voice bank came online. Mm -hmm. um, used to be, <laughs> I don't want to say back in the day, but back in the day, you know, um, we used to go in to uh, uh, ad agencies mm -hmm. and read for copywriters and producers. You know, we used right. to actually go in and do spots at studios. Yeah. Um, so we had this really enormous, wonderful, I can't say enormous, but I mean this, this, this big community of, of, of voice actors um, that was not only the actors, but you know the agents, the people at the studios, the receptionists, the engineers, the mm -hmm. studio yeah. owners. I mean, all these people, this was this great community. And it seemed to me that all that started to go away as we all started to do work out of our homes. We started to audition from home, right. started work from home, which in the beginning was great because it felt really super convenient and efficient. Yeah. yeah. Which it is, but it's also, at least to me, terribly, terribly isolating. Mm -hmm. You know, and 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 so that that's been one of the the biggest that's been one of the biggest downsides for me of the way things yeah. have changed in the last 15 years yeah. is i don't see anybody anymore yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. is the isolation yeah. um uh, but you you get to audition more mm -hmm. right so your chances of maybe booking are greater than yeah. they used well, to be or no you know chuck i i don't know i mean i used to feel like when i first moved here in the mid 80s and you know for like sort of the next 15 20 years i really felt like this business was competable now I'm I don't want to be a downer here because I know that this is for folks who you know are interested in VO and want to do right. VO. Yeah, right. so we also don't well, like to lie to anybody. Yeah, we like let to, them know what the know, deal is. But yeah. competitively, it's a very different environment, mm -hmm. and I can't say it's it's better or worse. It's just different. You know, right. it used to be a much smaller talent pool. Mm -hmm. You had pretty much had to be here or in New York or Chicago to work, mm -hmm. and you kind of always knew who you were up against. Yeah. So when you went in and read on copy, you sort of had in your mind, okay, I you know what this is going to be like, and I know kind of where I need to steer this in order to stand really out. Yeah, stand yeah. out yeah. and yeah. have a shot be at, at winning this. Yeah. Right. Now, I feel like it's like playing the lottery. <laughs> it's like I, a yeah. freaking, yeah. I hate to say that, but yeah. because of technology, you know, you, you got folks from anywhere in, in the country or the world yes. who's got a little home studio and who doesn't now, yeah. why not, you know? Um, Auditioning mm -hmm. and and getting agents and more power to them. I mean, I, I think that that's it's wonderful that it's opened up this opportunity that we have for voiceover because it seems like there are more opportunities now than ever Definitely. before. Definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's opened up to everybody too. So, mm -hmm. so do you um, primarily audition from home now? I yeah. mean, or what about your work? Is it all from home? My work is all. From wow, home. man. Yeah. With the exception of the the you know the. The few times that I will get, you know, called in to do an episode of, a, you know, an animated feature or a, mm -hmm. a, not a feature so much, but like a directed, you know, DVD thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, or an episode of a show. Uh, in those cases, they pretty much always like you to be their ensemble, which is just such Wonderful. a blessing now because you get to actually see people. Yeah. Other than that, everything I do is from home. So that's why he's barefoot. Yeah, that's why he's barefoot. That's why he, he's barefoot, he's, that's he's why he like, forgot how to he's wear shoes so much. <laughs> whenever he puts shoes on, it's very, very uncomfortable. You know those signs? Um, no shirt, no shoes, desserts. He's like, no, oh, I forgot oh. to put my shoes on. Okay, where's my uh, book of uh, cool dudes? Here uh, it is. Give me a pen. 
<laughs> this guy <laughs> definitely goes down on one of the coolest guys we've ever met. He is the best. Right? The best. That concludes part one with Townsend Coleman. We'll be back next week with part two. Do not miss it. And make sure to subscribe to our VO Buzz Weekly YouTube channel and find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest at VO Buzz Weekly. We love you guys. Thanks for watching. And just remember, you, you always, always have, have time for a little, little buzz. buzz. Don't just listen to VO Buzz Weekly. Watch the show in stunning HD video at VOBuzzWeekly.com on their YouTube channel or on the app. VO Buzz Weekly is sponsored by Chuck Duran's Demos That Rock. Rock. The voiceover demo producer to the stars is now available to you. Visit DemosThatRock.com and take your voiceover career to the next level. See you next time. And remember, you always have time for a little buzz.